Hello and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I am one of your hosts, I am the landlord, I'm James. And I'm the other host, I am Tenant Mike, and um, if, you don't, if, you're not, if you're not comfortable with the idea of balls, we can also say guts. We're the only podcast with the guts to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Uh, yeah, I guess if you're very Everyone sensitive. has guts, only certain people have balls. Well, great point, Mike. Uh, starting the show on a real edgy, cool note that's really going to endear us to new listeners. Well done, as per usual. Um, how are you doing uh, today, Michael? I'm feeling pretty good. Um, fall is, is, is back in the air here in Toronto after a brief heat wave we had. Um, and uh, not a moment too soon, if you ask me. Oh, really? You weren't a fan of the hot weather? No. Okay, again, uh, really nailing it, Mike, keeping the conversation going. Uh, how, how are you, James? And I think I know the answer to this question. Um, I'm actually, you know what, I'm already in a bad mood. Sorry to listeners if um, I sound a little, sound a little grumpy. Um, I'm pissed. I'm friggin' pissed. Um, long story short, um, my arm was friggin' killing me. And I go to the idiot doctor, and he says, oh, you got carpal tunnel. So I have to wear this goddamn tensor bandage. I look like an idiot. And so I'm wearing this carpal tunnel tensor tensor bandage. And then the next day, my other arm starts, you know, aching. Go to the idiot doctor again. I have carpal tunnel in that one, too. So now... I've got tensor bandages on both my arms. I look like a freak. I can't do anything. I can't do anything with my hands that require torque. I'm, this has been a nightmare. And the happy ending to, to uh, your story, James, is that uh, when you got the, uh, the bad news about your second wrist, you, uh, you gave me a call. Yeah. And you you were basically begging for me to come over and... Called you over Siri, by the way, because I can't even use a damn phone. And basically for the past week, I have been your little helper. And I've been uh, doing everything from opening doors for you to uh, turning on the tap, turning on the lights, uh, providing you limited assistance in the uh, in the restroom. Um, and uh, it's it's been quite an interesting journey because the power dynamic has shifted, and I am basically I can control whether you eat or uh, live, basically. And mm. yes, unfortunately, this is true. Um, I asked Mike to come over and help me now that I'm suffering from dual chronic carpal tunnel. Um, the tensor bandages are a really good look on you too, uh, James. No, they're not. I look like an idiot. And having you around all the time is making me want to cut my own head off. Um, I don't mind, you know, objectively having to serve another man is humiliating. And I wasn't super into it at first, but then uh, something happened when you were trying to to bathe yourself. And I uh, chose that moment to negotiate a rent decrease. And Uh. so I'm pretty happy about that. Yes, uh... Yes, I needed some help, and Mike took that opportunity to basically extort me into lowering his rent a bit, which I had to do because my arms are screwed. You're helpless. Oh, for the love of God. And I I still don't, I'm not quite sure exactly what happened to your arms. How did you injure yourself? I have no idea either. Um, Apparently nobody knows how you get carpal tunnel. Apparently, this is what I read, 
Uh, I don't know how I got it. I've got it in both wrists. It's it might be genetic. Mm. It's repetitive stress, as far as I know. Well, like if you do some one motion mm. or a series of motions too often, you can wear down the bone or the nerve. I'm not a doctor. Um, yes, you're not a doctor, and it also can be genetic, uh, like a DNA thing. So that's how I got it, anyway. So I just wish uh, listeners could just see the image here in my uh, apartment studio. James here has two tensor bandages on, and uh, if he needs a sip of water, he'll have to ask me for that. If you need uh, anything, if a f if a fly lands on his nose and he wants to swat it away, he'll have to ask me for that too. Well, well, you know what? There will come a time when I do no longer have dual wrist chronic carpal tunnel syndrome, Michael, and we'll see, you know, maybe don't enjoy this too much. Well, right? if it's genetic, then you'll have it for life. If it's otherwise, then it'll, it will heal. Well, okay. sometimes yeah. things that are genetic can be temporary and you could, genetics can change. That's a thing people know if they are aware of doctor information. Oh, CRISPR technology. Yes, exactly. Anyway. Um, why don't we move on from the hell that is my shitty life, uh, and move on to a segment you uh, had had planned, Michael. Yes, I, <clears throat> um, in between spoon-feeding James and, uh, brushing his hair, I came up with a fun idea for a segment, and it's based on the, uh, like, life, day-to-day -day life here in the building. It's called Elevator Memories. And uh, how to explain this segment? We're going to um, go back and forth and just bring up some of our most cherished, funniest, or scariest memories that, have, that we have experienced in the elevator here in the building. And I, I think this will be really fun, James. Yes, it's a fun sounding segment. Why don't uh, you want to go first? Oh, sure, sure. Uh, I'd love to. Thank you very much. Um, so, elevator memory number one for me. Now, anyone who knows me knows I am not a fan of PDAs, public displays of affection. I think there's a time and place to be intimate, and that's usually behind doors, and with blinds drawn, and so on. Um, but, here's one that stuck out in my memory. It happened in an elevator. I saw a PDA, and no, it wasn't uh, two frisky teenagers. What I saw was a, an elderly couple. Sweet as the day is long, holding hands. And I stepped in the elevator and I saw them, and I couldn't believe that such an old couple still had that flame of romance burning. And just the love emanating from them was, was intoxicating. And I, I pressed the stop button in the elevator, and I said, you two are an inspiration. I, I shook their hands, and I snapped a pic. And that, that, Why did you snap a pic? Because I wanted to, re to remember that, that love is alive and well in, in Toronto, in Canada, in the world, you know? Hmm. So that's my number one, uh, my first elevator memory. Over to you, James. Okay, interesting, bit creepy. Uh, my first elevator fun memory, one of my top, top elevator memories was one time I was on the elevator in this building and uh, there was this guy on the phone in the elevator and he was talking on the phone in a different <laughs> language. And I don't know what language it was, but the words he was saying sounded so funny. 
So it was just very funny. I don't know what language it was, but it was hilarious hearing him hearing him talk. So you were just laughing at a a man. It was funny. Trust me. From different culture. All right. Um, <clears throat> is that it? Is, are you done? Yeah, that's that one. All right. Um, my elevator memory number two. Um, so this time, this happened about two months ago. I was in a crummy mood. It had been a rainy day. I'd been uh, uh, arguing with customers all day at work at the CN Tower gift shop where I have a job. Not the one at the top of the CN Tower or the one on the main floor of the CN Tower, but the gift shop far below the CN Tower. And I, I sort of... Uh, grumbled my way into the elevator, and I saw it there, a piece of graffiti that said, kindness is magic. And I read it over a few times, and suddenly I was like, you know what? It is. And my mood instantly changed, and I felt like all that negative weight had been lifted off my shoulders. I felt brighter and taller and and just happy to be alive, and it was wonderful. Um, And side note, I also saw another piece of graffiti uh, during that trip, and... uh, it was a, it was Popeye. Someone had like drawn with a marker Popeye, uh, climaxing. And I believe I reported that to the superintendent. Um, okay, good memory, Michael. It was very accurate, like uh, anatomically. Hmm. All right, my second elevator memory is. Um, oh, this was funny. I was on the elevator here, and a guy in the elevator was uh, on drugs, I think. Like, he was really screwed up, and he was clearly on drugs, and, like, just, like, really disoriented. And I told him, I'm like, I'm going to mess with this guy, you know? So we're on, like, the 26th floor going down, and I said to him, um, beware, this elevator is going to hell. And he looked at me, and the guy basically shit his pants, and I rode with him all the way down and he was freaking, like he was hysterical by the time we got to the bottom. And uh, I left and I just laughed. And he was practically like, I mean, the guy was, he probably passed out by the time we got to the bottom. That, it was so funny. That's really, that's really very cruel to do to someone. Whatever. Who, who was um, in a different state of uh, consciousness. And uh, let's, uh, I'm just gonna do my third one here mm-hmm. and we can Wrap it up after, after <coughs> yours. Um, one time, this is memory number three for me, I stepped into the elevator and I just saw it there on the floor. What was it? A brown paper bag. Ominous. But I, I'm a curious cat and I, uh, after a few floors, I sort of picked up the brown paper bag and looked inside and inside of it, there was a perfectly good looking ham and cheese sandwich in there that someone had obviously dropped or misplaced. And so what I did is I thought, oh, someone's looking out for me, my uh, guardian angel. And I took the uh, sandwich back to my apartment and I had it for my lunch. And saved some money. Saved oh. some money. All right. Exciting. All right. My uh, my final elevator memory is um, happened a couple months ago. And... Uh, I had just evicted a family from the building. It was uh, this sort of like um, guy in his uh, 30s, I'm going to say, who just lost his job and his wife, and uh, they had like three little boys. And um, they're all sort of like, I don't know, two, four, six kind of thing. Anyway, so I had evicted them, and I was in the elevator going down from a higher level, and the elevator stopped, and the family all got in. And I had just evicted them like an hour before. Oh my god. So it was like, awkward. And I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to have to deal with it. And so I literally, for the whole ride down the elevator, I, we all made eye contact. I looked at all of them. 
and I just turned around and faced the wall of the elevator, not saying a word, and we just rode down in silence, and I was just like, I'm not even looking at you guys. And then at the bottom, I just, as soon as the door opened, I ran out, didn't even look at them. It was really kind of funny. Jesus. Um, how many how many floors were you just staring at the wall in the elevator? Oh, my God. It was in the third. It was probably like 35. And you know how the elevator gets really slow um, in midday with the sun? Yeah. Yeah, so it was a slow ride down. Um, oh, that's awful. The sun, uh, high uh, noon, really slows down the uh, the wires there. So can't believe you evicted that family. Uh, fun segment, Michael. Um, I I did enjoy that. It's I'm not having a good uh, good uh, week, but um, uh, they, if you could make a movie about that elevator, you'd uh, you'd have a, a box office hit. I think <laughs> the things <laughs> that happen. A good there. point. Well, um, why don't we take a break? We've got a big guest coming up, mm-hmm. um, so why don't we bring him on? Sure. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. I'm excited for us to just get right into our guest here. Um, Might want to rephrase that, Michael. <laughs> not, not literally. I don't want to... Okay. Our guest today is a very uh, cool dude, and we're thrilled to have him. Let's hear it for Phil Moorhead. Hey, what's up, boys? Welcome. Yo, nice to be here. Thank you. What's up, man? Oh, yo, nice, yo, yo, huh? give me... Yeah. yeah. Oh. Ah, oh, God. Oh, sorry, I have carpal tunnel. Oh, God. Oh, I should have warned you, Phil, that uh, James is... No, I'm so sorry. His wrists are a little out of commission right now. Oh, man. Yeah. But you still took that high five? I respect that. Ah, thanks. Oh, God, it hurts. Yeah, I got it on both wrists, see? Oh, man. Yeah. That that must um, really mess up your torque. That is exactly what it messes up. Yeah, the torque. I can't get torque on anything. God. My God, it's so funny. James is claiming that uh, his wrist problems are due to genetics, but I have a sort of feeling that there's something he's not telling yep. us. <laughs> I know, I know what you're saying. It's hilarious. No, it's not, and it's not really something to laugh at if we're being frank. So anyway. do you? You should get like a. Do you have like a maid or somebody to like? Uh, yeah. Feed you and jerk you off. Servant. Whoa. Um, no, I asked Michael to jerk help. you off. No. no. Let's be clear. Let's be clear here, Phil. Before. We go any further, yes, I'm feeding James, I'm opening doors for him, I'm assisting him in a limited degree. Limited. In the toilet. Yes. Am I help, helping him with his urges? Why no. are we even no. going there? Okay, look, look, guys, I apologize. This is my bad. I walked into the room. I, I said some really rude things. This yes. Is, this is your house. Uh, but, you know, it's... Uh, it's this thing you gotta dump. Uh, you gotta establish that you're an alpha. You kind of sure. bring guys oh. down, but I shouldn't have done it in your house. And and, and uh, no, I, it's okay. I, I like that attitude. Apologize. I forgive you. It takes a big man to apologize, and uh, I respect that. Uh, did you have any trouble finding the place? Uh, no, it was pretty easy. Uh, everyone knows this apartment. Oh. Yes, it's yeah. a landmark in the city. Yeah, the podcast apartment. Oh, cool. Well, so, Phil, you live in the building. Yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't live in the building. Oh. Um, I'm actually just renting out a unit uh, as an office right now. Uh, oh, didn't know that was uh, permissible, but... Yeah, you know, it's it. I haven't run into any sort of uh, problems with it. It's working pretty good. Yeah, we're just... Uh, Upstairs. If anybody gives any trouble about renting out an office, tell, tell, send them to me, and I'll tell them to f off. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's great. I just started up a production company uh, back in town after a long uh, hiatus out, and it's really good to be back in uh, Hogtown. 
Yes, baby. Welcome, Welcome back. back. You know, it's nice to see that the brain drain is starting to reverse. And mm-hmm. then for years, when all the the talented Canadians were leaving, they're sudden they're coming back. Yeah, definitely. I had to I had to be here. You know, I was uh, there's just an excitement around the city right now. You know, great there restaurants. Is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, art. That big giant duck. Oh, I heard about that. Yeah. Was I mean, that sick? That was in the summer for like one weekend. It it was bi- it was a novelty. It was cool. I heard about it. I was in uh, Central America. Whoa! And, uh, it was in the newspaper. Cocaine Whoa. man. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. No comment. <laughs> right. uh, your silence speaks volumes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. So you rent an office in the building. Um, you've been so. Were so, you in Central America this yeah. whole time? Or? No, no, I've been traveling the world. I've been all all over the place. Uh, I was in yeah. Asia, uh, cool. Middle East, I've West I've always Africa. wanted to go to those places. Yeah, what, what yeah. What were you doing in the Middle East? Oh, just uh, kind of like having a look at things, kind of checking it out. Uh, yeah. yeah, just, you know... Walk, walk. I was on walkabout, mate. You know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I would I met love some to Australians. do. Australians. Oh, in like what Iraq? Uh, nearby. Oh, okay. Border, border. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. I would love to check out the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, know? you, you, you got to go to Dubai. It's just yeah, it's beautiful. You know, if you if you have money, it's like a, a playground. Mm. Oh, I'd love to go. Yeah, you have to keep the fun stuff under wraps, though. You know. What oh I'm yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I almost got busted. Uh, I was getting a. On the beach, uh, <laughs> uh, not to tell tales at a school. Oh yeah, but, uh, school yeah. We, in. we got in trouble. You know, we got caught. I had to, I had to grease quite the, quite the palm there to. Uh, in Dubai? Yeah, yeah. It's that's. I mean, it's illegal. Like it wow. is like. I, I, I almost ended up getting a life sentence in jail. Uh, I'm the uh, the lady. Not so lucky, unfortunately, a British tourist, but. Uh, She's still there, but I mean, you know, it, this is this is the way life goes sometimes, you know. Wow. Right. Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but I, I had to get back to Toronto. You know, it's good to be here. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah. So you 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 grew up in Toronto. Do I have that right? Yep. You traveled the world, mm-hmm. and then you've come back to Toronto. What what brought you back here? Well, uh, I I've always dreamed of uh, making movies. You know. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I think a lot of people have that kind of dream, right? Absolutely. Getting into the entertainment business, and uh, I, I was, you know, I was traveling for a really long time. I was putting things off, and then I heard about A and R Angels. You guys know A and R Angels? No. No. Maybe explain it to us. It's this new play that's coming out with uh, Kevin Drew from Broken Social Scene. Sick dude, oh. and uh, the guy from Billy Talent, where they oh. play angels who are in the music industry, and they have to write the perfect song in order to save humanity from committing suicide or no, something. No, wait, this sounds made up. Surely you're just making this up. It's not real, is it? No, it's absolutely a real thing. If you Google it right now, you'll see like this. They have like this like awesome publicity photo. It oh. looks good. It's going to sell out for sure. Like It's going like, to be a good run. And non-ironically, I think it's really cool. Well, you know what? I I just googled it and it's true. It yeah. is it is absolutely true. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I saw that and I was like, this was my idea, man. Oh, man. Like I thought of that. Damn I thought it. of that exact idea, but so they stole it from you. They didn't steal it. I can't prove it. I got lawyers working on it, but oh. they haven't found anything yet. I never wrote it down. I never talked about it. It was all in my head, so I'm not sure 
I'm not sure what the intellectual property laws are huh. when you've never applied, you know, applied the knowledge. Did you trademark your own brain? No, <laughs> I should have. I should have mailed it to myself. <laughs> yes, that does hold up in court. Yeah, nice, nice. So, so you're saying that they play angels whose music keeps people from committing the ultimate revolutionary act of suicide. Yeah, and that's so interesting because I I know some people who, if they heard music by uh, broken social scene or Billy Talent, they'd be driven to take their own lives. So it's an interesting sort of reverse of yeah, it's of kind of reality it on its head there. Who do you like, Mike? Amy Grant or some crap? Uh, Give me a break. She's cool. very, she's great. Better than broken social scene. Uh, um, so so these two rockers stole your damn idea, maybe. Essentially. So you're pissed, so you're thinking, like, I want to make my own movies. I just, like, I I'm not going to let this. that happen again, you know? Yeah, multimedia. Yeah. I say movies, but it's multimedia, you know? I'm, I'm here to do anything. So, wow. you know, I uh, luckily have, the, my family is, is pretty well off, so hmm. I flew home. I was in Korea. I, I flew, got on the first plane, flew home. And, you know, I, you know, in, um, Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. When he yes. goes in the boardroom and they're like, uh, Mr. Wayne, you've been gone for this long. Like, and it's like, no, this is how it's going to be. Oh, nice. I like planned like something out like that. I went in. Whoa. I, I kind of like made my speech. It was like, it was like wow. thrilling. So alpha. So, it was so good. It was so good. I went straight from the airport. So oh. I had like really bad breath and stuff. And I was like getting Ew. right in the guy's face. <laughs> Stinky. Yeah, yeah. That's and awesome. they they said right there and then they said, We will give you half a billion dollars oh, man. to leave and to never come back and to never try to touch any anything to do with the business ever again. So here I am. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. You're like Bruce Wayne yeah. with balls, yeah. man. Yeah. You know what's cool too, by the way? Remember in Dark Knight when the Joker put a pencil in a table and then slammed that guy's head in the yeah. On the pencil, and he yeah. killed him. Oh god, yeah, that's that I, was I, good I, that, I I had thought of that about that. You probably, yeah, you probably almost did that. I almost head. did that. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would. I'm gonna do something like that for sure. Yeah. Damn, so you just yeah. got loads of money now. It's like so much money. Like, you guys have a lot in common. You just you don't do very much, and you get uh, very uh, uh, lucrative uh, rewards. Yeah, yeah. I inherited a lot from you're my rich? uncle. Yeah. Oh, oh super nice, rich. Nice, yeah. nice. Like. Uh, New new money? Um, I just got it from my uncle, oh, cool, and he cool, did it cool. for being kind of like owning a bunch of buildings and renting them out, and yeah. kind of a. He was know. a great man. He was a great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, my family's been rich for like a really long time, so that's oh, cool. that's pretty sick. But what what do you drive? Oh, I've got a you know Beamer BMW X five three. Sick, yeah. sick, yeah, yeah, yeah. two thousand fourteen. Yeah, Rolls Royce. So, oh, yeah. Mm, well, you know, mm. different strokes for different folks. I think Absolutely, Rolls yeah. Rolls Royce, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Rolls Royce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can tell you. I can tell you. Yeah, yeah. Beamer for me kind of you know makes people think like I'm more sexual. The Rolls is a bit more old lady. Yeah, to me, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Cool. Uh, I'm a Zipcar member. Oh, uh, nice. Does that mean anything to to you? Uh, it's a sort of car share program that. Uh, I'm a member of, and um, yeah, I, all it means is stay away from my roles, you know. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, I've never, right. I've never seen you use it. Like, I don't use it that often. Maybe yeah. once a year, because usually you have that um, your your bike and everything. You're uh... yeah, I got I got uh, hit by a garbage truck, and it doesn't work. Anymore. You know what I was oh, thinking no. you should do, Mike? Because yeah, Mike has a bike that in the back end got smashed by a garbage truck. Was the garbage truck okay? Good cue. Actually. Um, yeah, okay. it was. Well, 
I was thinking you could get a saw and cut that bike in half and do one of those stupid unicycle things. You that would you that would work for you. Yeah, uh, I could see, you that. see those people once in a while. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll consider your proposal and uh, get back to you on that, James. Uh, what am I, a Cirque du Soleil performer? No. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, <clears throat> um, let's get back to uh, production company and all that stuff. You set up shop here. Yeah. Yeah, set up shop, uh, PMX Productions. Uh, PMX. Yeah. Let me so, guess. Sorry. No, you you guess. Phil Moorhead. I don't know what the X is, though. Executive. Oh, I love it. Ah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, like, what's the vibe you get from me, right? Like, like how much you think Alpha this... Alpha male, yeah. balls yeah. to the wall. Right. This balls, suit, this yeah. suit Gorilla right? Gorilla mindset. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 You have a, a, a lot of cologne on. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, you mind if, do you mind if I let my hair down? Please check this out. Oh, yeah. see those, see, see these curls. There's, can I put my hands through your hair? And it's down, to, listeners. It's, his hair is flowing down to his butt. Damn, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah I'll, anyway, so I mean, like, it I feels nice. It, I love your is, hair. I don't just do this. I, I don't. I don't just do this with anybody. Like, this is a symbolic gesture that I'm gonna like be myself with you guys you know I what I mean like it. I got this khaki suit right yeah this is a seven thousand dollar suit look on my feet sandals oh right? I love that yeah. it's like yeah I got money yeah I look good but also I'll wear fucking sandals who well, cares chill man I could That's be on a cool. beach somewhere in Bali you know what I mean yeah yeah well you so know what's a great look by the way white linen suit um white linen pants you know white linen shirt no shoes, no socks. Oh man, yeah. Love that. Yeah, you should you should um I wear that you could sometimes. Pull that up. Really? Yeah. I would be I would Sick. be nervous to wear that because I'd be afraid that I would squirt some ketchup from my from my hamburger on myself and it's white. Hey, how do you get it out? Listen, man. You, uh, uh, you got you just got to have the confidence. You people well, see that ketchup on you, you're like, "Yeah, I'm Mike. This is my ketchup." You better you you might want to catch up with me, uh -huh. or you're gonna get left in the dust. That's all you need right, is a bit right. of confidence, yeah. bro. Well, yeah, sure. sure, sure, sure here's man. a million dollar idea you might want to invest in: white ketchup. Think uh, about it. For people like us who right. like to wear white linen, yeah, white ketchup, white mustard. Yeah, you know what I mean. Think about it. It's it's see like it's it sounds mostly gross. It would look disgusting, I think. No, it wouldn't. Imagine, well, I don't know. This is just a workshop thing. I know you got money. I know you're looking to invest in yeah, stuff. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throwing that out there. So yeah, I mean, like I say, we got we got all kinds of stuff going on. Uh, I I just had a, a shortened tiff. Oh, oh damn! Tell us about that. We we had a tiff episode a few weeks ago. So please tell us about your short. Oh yeah, well it's just I mean it was just kind of an experimental thing that I made with my boys. Yeah. Uh, but it it turned out pretty good. It was called uh, Pragmatits. Uh, so it was about this woman, you know, going around, uh, you know, just uh, kind of observing the world in, in a very, like, you know, object, uh, uh, cause and effect way. Right. Uh, and just huge, huge. All right. So it was pretty sick, actually. It, pre it worked out pretty good. Damn. That's like, there's cool. no, like, story or anything. Because I think, see, that's the thing about about movies that that's why i wanted to make movies in canada you can just make movies about people walking around maybe having a conversation not doing anything and that that that's allowed here you know mm. you don't have to have like special effects or plots or anything like in the states so i'm really looking forward to you know doing some pretty pretty amazing experimental stuff here what Very did cool. um <clears throat> what did the tiff crowd now who are you know very discerning film people what did they make of pr uh 
Pragmatists. Everybody I talked to loved it, man. People okay. were coming up to me afterwards. They were like, man, that's so good. Like, you really, you did it again. Like, mm-hmm. I've never had, I've never had anything I do fail, you know? Yeah. I've never had anyone tell me they didn't like something I huh. did. You know, it's, it's, I, I, I hate to say it, but I've, I've been blessed with the charm life. Well, in the words of um, our beloved uh, Messiah, of course, I'm talking about Charlie Sheen. Hashtag winning. Nice. That's what clearly sounds like you've got going on. Oh, thanks, bro. That's nice. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. So now I'm, I want to give back, you know, to the creative types. You know, I'm here. I'm working on this new film mm. uh, to be titled, you know. not We don't have a name yet. Okay. I'm working on the script. It's really good. And uh, here's here's the thing. I'm going to fill it with uh, musicians. I'm casting only musicians, right? Well, you're in the right town for that. I- exactly. There's so many, like, sick bands here. And and, and uh, musicians are so much better in, in movies, right? Because, you know, I, I've, I was seeing some actors for auditions, and they come in, and they're all, yeah. Oh, I just yeah. want this. Yeah, right. Yeah, I want this part so bad. I, I right. could really use a break. I could really... And it's, like, so pathetic. It's yeah. so, you know, they're, like, really begging. Like, you could tell they're like they've really been working working but musicians you know they show up late yeah if they show up at all stinking like cigs you know barely Mm -hmm. like they they don't even look at the script before they come in very punk Punk. and they already have a following too that's a great point it's like yeah marvin gay and the california raisins like that could have gone to an actor you know, but they they chose Marvin Gaye to do the California Raisins, and it was one of the biggest hits of the '80s. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I follow. Yeah, uh, yeah. So. Phil, you've dropped a big film bomb on us. You mentioned that you, you have musicians in your film. Can you give us some names? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm working on some pretty cool things. Uh, uh, Grieg, Grieg Nuri from uh, Treble Charger. Damn, oh. His name is Grieg? I think so. Are you I've sure only it's not read Greg? It. I've only read it. I How think is it spelled? I think there's an I in there. It's been so long since I've seen his name in print that yeah. I can't remember. This yeah. guy can't be called Grieg. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to look at uh, Leslie? Uh... Feist. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I'm a, oh, yes. first cool. Name. Yeah. She's yeah. acting in your film. That's yeah, yeah. We're talking about it. Huge score. Remember that song? Fairy. That song. One, two, three, four. Can I have a little more? Do 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 do. Yeah, that was that song. I actually thought it. I thought about that when I was way young too. I think about that song all the time. I thought about it before it came out, but I mean. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's just the first four, right? Yes, and then. Then no more. But so she's in it and yeah, yeah, probably, probably. Um, Hugh Dillon. Oh, oh the headstone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he was in Flashpoint, a great Canadian. Oh, show. he's he's. I mean, he's he's. Uh, I'm almost borderline with him because he's like actually like yeah. an actor now, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Derek Wibley, uh, we just lost no! Derek. We just lost Derek. Oh. He's, uh, he's, his health problems, his oh, yeah. quote-unquote health problems uh, <laughs> yes. He's the again. singer from Sum 41, those of you who uh, don't know a thing yeah, about music. Yeah, been living under a, a rock. Yeah. And if you don't know who the sums are at this point, maybe uh, unsubscribe from our <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I think... <laughs> That's fair. Uh, well, but yeah, that guy did not age uh, well, hey? No, Google no. that guy. I believe that he um, he p- 
pulverized his liver until there was mm. nothing left. He oh. looks like, remember when um, Russia was secretly poisoning, like, the president of Ukraine? That's yes. what this guy seriously looks like, you know? Yeah. He looks like, you know, Putin's been... You've been to Ukraine? Spiking him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's oh, nice yeah. there. Oh, yeah, Kiev, baby. Yeah. Bay. yeah. yeah. Kiev clubs, baby. But yeah, so Wibley's out, but that's good because that well, means we can have Avril Lavigne, his ex-wife, she's oh, going to do it. Because they yeah. wouldn't, she, like she, if one yeah. was doing a project, yeah. the other one won't be involved. Yeah. I've heard about but that. But that means we had to kick out Chad Kroger. But, you Wait, know. aren't they still together? No, they're split, bro. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I know, pretty tragic. I was at their wedding in uh, Cannes, France, mm -hmm. and uh, oh. it was nice, man. Cannes. Wow. Yeah, Cannes. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's pretty good. Because uh, I made the joke to Chad. Yeah, of course you'd have it in cans because you like girls' cans. <laughs> yeah. you, you should see the flashing that goes on at a back concert, man. Nickelback. Oh, back, Nickelback. Yeah, yeah flashing? Yeah. Oh, girls flashing the band. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did I? Wow. Sorry. I, I, no, no, no. I'm, I've got carpal tunnel in my head. Do they flash that. back? Do the fellas in Nickelback, do they, is it uh, sort of tit, seen it. tit for tat, I've seen it. if you yeah, will? Yeah, yeah. I, in Portugal? Uh, is it tit for tat? If they, if a, if a young lady flashes her chest to the band, do they go like, come yeah, on, boys, and I drop seen, their drawers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. i seen Chad whip his dick right out, and then he's like, guys, come on. All four of the guys. Just wow. wiggling their dickers out at in Portugal. It was so good, man. That's so insane. Yeah. Yeah. Never wow. again. Never again. Yeah, For that one? Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, so, so um, I have to ask a question, though. Uh -huh. We're talking about music, uh, musicians in mm -hmm. Toronto. Mm -hmm. We're talking about your film. I have mm -hmm. to ask the question. BNL. Bare Naked Ladies, do you have any of them in? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that there is really um, <clears throat> a place for... Those guys. It's not really like a comedy, you know? Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they can be serious when they need to be. Yeah, without Steven, you think? Yes. Mike, okay. Bare Naked Ladies isn't rock, okay? All the other bands are rock. Bare Naked Ladies Well, their are live rock. album's called Rock Spectacle, so I... Mm -hmm. yeah. I want you to uh, try bringing that up with them, with Ed and the boys. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, like... Mad respect for the ladies, but it's just not Thank really you. the vibe that I'm going for. I'm actually even going to try to get some some younger uh, some younger blood in, mm. but we'll see how that works mm. out. I, I, but like the, I doubt any of the ladies have a tattoo. I doubt any of the ladies know. have an earring. I bet one of the ladies has like a like a lizard, like a like gecko. a Santa Fe kind of style, like yeah. gecko, like which is like respect, but it's not exactly what I'm going for. My point is just I don't know if they're cool enough for what you're trying quite. to do. Here. Not quite. I'm talking like Queen West, you know, Queen Street West. So very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Very cool. Like like uh, oh. Edwin, he's, oh! he's th he says he's going to do it. He says he's wow. going to do it. Wow, American yeah. listeners, if you don't know, Edwin was the lead singer of a little band called I Mother I Earth. Mother Earth. Yes. And then he had a solo career. He was really cool. Yeah, that's one of those guys who had a who had a solo career that the music was better. Yeah, he kept getting better. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I can't I agree. wait for his new album. Yeah. Can you give us a sort of like outline of the plot or or something yeah, it's in about this movie? A, it's about a guy uh, who's like just like you know, feels like he's got the world figured out. Mm. But then, you know, things are just kind of like, he kind of looks around and he's like, the world the world is bullshit, you know? It's like, totally it's like agree. the world is bullshit, yeah. nothing works. Like, pay, like, the, I gotta pay taxes yeah, every year. I hate that. Man. And I like barely, like, I barely even work. 
and and he's just kind of like going around getting fucked up like doing all these like drugs and like and hmm. and he's just kind of like the perspective of a you know like of of a nihilist you know living in living in the world today you know my my first movie was about pragmatism this one is about nihilism so oh, is is there wow. a character in the movie that sort of uh um, acts as a counterbalance to to your protagonist, who's like, well, actually, taxes um, help pay for um, healthcare. Uh, they help pay for schools and um, uh, you know infrastructure, roads and bridges, uh, for example. No, no, I haven't. I haven't. There's, like, there's no character who reminds him of roads and bridges. No, I, I think that I think like you know you don't want too much conflict, right? Like you don't want the c- character to have like too much of a challenge or anything. Like he's just kind of floating. You know what I mean? And if like okay. someone came into co- like that's what the BNL would do. You know what I mean? Like be like annoying and like like have like all these like ideas and fun. And, It'd be fun. Yeah, sure, whatever. This isn't fun. This isn't your you know. This isn't your. Uh, this isn't Willy Wonka. Like right. So. Yeah, it's actually way, actually Willy Wonka would actually be a cool vibe, but yeah. I could maybe I'll put that in. And by the way, Mike, yeah, okay, spend taxes on roads and bridges. How about stop spending taxes on Justin Trudeau's lip gloss? Because oh. that's probably ninety nine percent of where my dollars are going. Okay, right now. okay. That's, anyway, sorry, I had to get on my soapbox. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's not. What oh, he, yeah. no, there's no tax money being so, used for that. So at this point, I just want to check in with James. Uh, you're having some wrist trouble today. Uh, you're wearing two tensor bandages. Is there anything I can do for you right now? How are you feeling? Thank you for asking. Um, I I do have an itch on my ear, and uh, frankly, yes, I would like a scratch. Uh, Phil, hope you don't mind, but mm, um, go ahead. I'm sort it's of on the, it's on the lobe. All right. Is that good? Yes. Thank you. That's More? Enough. No. Stop. That's good. Stop. Thank you. <clears throat> anyway. A- anyways, I, I don't mean to interrupt you there, Mike, but, uh, you know, so I, I, I got this I got this windfall. Like, I'm pretty excited about this money, and, yeah. you know, I want to I share it, and you guys seem like some pretty pretty tight dudes, pretty creative Thank you. Guys. I could use some uh, extra cash flow at the moment. I'm, uh, well, let's make, a, let's make a movie. Let's make something, you know? I think that... Uh, I, I've always considered myself like one of the dragons, you know, like uh, you know the dragons. Oh, dragons den. Or like O'Leary is actually O'Leary's kind of an asshole, right? Because yeah, I, I donated that guy a hundred thousand U.S. dollars for his um oh his conservative party conservative leadership. Leadership. He drops out the next day. I never got that money back. Oh, <laughs> that's actually very funny. Uh, to hear. I don't well, think so. Uh, He'd have been a good leader, man. Why wouldn't you get a, a businessman to run your country? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, so you're if you're open to taking movie pitches, you know, I could pitch you a few ideas I have. <laughs> oh, this this will be rich. That's great. You got ideas. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, we'll do like a movie Dragon's Den kind of thing. Okay. I'll be the Elma Combo guy. You know, from Dragon's Den? Yes. Oh. I get it. I like his vibe. Now, to listeners listening outside Toronto, one of the, the dragons on Dragon's Den uh, is the... He recently saved a beloved Toronto club called the Elma Combo, where the Stones played in the 70s, and Elvis Costello recorded a live album. My, <clears throat> right. my band played there in high school, too. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. damn. Nice. Cool, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if you're American, it's the same show as Shark Tank. Right, right. Sorry, yeah. I feel like I've, we, no, I've we put have layers of layers and layers yes. of references on this, and you guys are doing a pretty good job on, on unboxing it for. <laughs> Thank you. We're professionals. <laughs> you're very good. You're very good. I'm not. I'm not even joking. 
Okay, well, yeah, let's do a Dragon's Den movie pitch thing. Fine, I'll, I'll, I'll have better ideas than you, but go ahead. Oh, James. you got ideas? <clears throat> yeah, this is this is amazing. I'm so into this. All right, okay. should I go first then? Yeah, yeah. Let's, should we let's go back and forth? I'll do one. You do one. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> Commence. That could be my kind of dragon's catchphrase. Commence. Okay. okay, cool. All right. Um, here's my first movie idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called Boat Doctor. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big speedboat head. Are you a speedboat guy? Absolutely. Because I don't think there's been. It's just a. It's a topic that has not been mined yet in film. Speedboat ownership. Mm -hmm. And basically, it's about this doctor who recently bought a speedboat and he loves it. And when uh, people get sick, you know, people are getting sick all the time. There's actually a like a virus that is attacking Miami. Okay. And everybody's getting sick and no one knows why. And this one doctor with a speedboat has the cure because he's smarter than everybody else. He goes via speedboat mm -hmm. from person to person to save them. Oh. So it's called Boat Doctor because he uses his boat to save Miami. Nice. So that's one idea. Boat Doctor. Mm -hmm. Thinking like uh, maybe like... Um, who could be the lead? You know, Denzel. I don't, Denzel. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. Miami is nice. Oh yeah. So good. So tight. Um, <clears throat> are you quite done, James? Yes. <laughs> um, so I have a movie idea. It's a funny, uh, sort of character-based uh, comedy movie. It's called Lucky Man, and it's it's this idea I've been carrying around for a while. It's about a a sort of Joe Average man who lives in an apartment, kind of run down. He's a little unhappy with his life, having trouble making ends meet. One day, he wins the lottery. He wins the power the Powerball lottery and wins like $200 million. Just a lot of money. And he uses that money to buy the building where he lives from his crooked landlord. And then, because he's so rich, he finally has the courage to tell his landlord exactly what he thinks about him. And he says, you, you're, a, you're a stinker and you should die. Hmm. Yeah. And then it's, and then he has a love interest. Oh, nice. So, lucky man. All right. Sounds like straight to video. Okay, my next movie. Ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, commence. Okay. Thank you, sir. And I will call you sir uh, because I treat uh, people with respect. Respect, like Michael. respect, respect. Okay, this next, uh, this next movie idea, and it's about a gamer. All right. And he lives, he lives uh, his life gaming, you know, doing snowboarding, lots of other stuff, but gaming is his passion, okay? At the White House, okay, uh, a tree falls on the White House. Everybody dead. Right, right. Everybody dies. Mm -hmm. It's uh, the world's biggest tree. Cool. The government's going, who the hell is going to be the president? They look at the list of other order, yeah. like who's in line. Yeah. They go down to like number three hundred. It's the gamer. What? The movie that is would called. Never the oh, movie I... is called Gamer in Chief. Oh. Oh. So imagine the United States being having the president be a gamer. That would never happen. So. But someone has to be number three hundred on that list, right? Yeah. So that guy could be a gamer. They wouldn't. They wouldn't allow a gamer to be the president. Anyway, what? your move, Michael. All right, uh, prepare to be blown away. Mm -hmm. So mine is a sort of cop 
movie. Uh, it's in the grand tradition of police movies, but mm-hmm. this one has a bit of a twist, a bit of a sci-fi twist. It takes place, it's called Badge Boys, first of all. Oh. Badge okay. Boys, because they wear badges. And um, it takes place in a sort of alternate universe where crooked cops are actually brought to justice. And they're imprisoned, or worse, for abusing their power. For using the power of a badge and a gun for evil. And the movie ends with the, the crooked cop who's just been a, a bad person his whole working life. He, uh, he faces Jesus Christ. Right. And Jesus shakes his head at him and says, No. Oh, wow. That's a bold choice. And the cop <clears throat> makes the rash decision to take his own life. Oh, what? I would too, actually, man. Imagine Jesus said no, <laughs> no at you. Yeah. Like he's at the gates of heaven. Yeah. And Jesus says no. Yeah, yeah. And the cop takes his own life. Oh, yo, I'm going to tell, you know who's going to, who would love that? Justin Bieber, we go to the same church. Oh, wow. Yes, yeah, the Hilltop Ministry, I think it's called. Okay. But I go all the time. I just don't remember what it's called. But he would love that story, man. That's crazy. The, I, the, the crooked cops thing doesn't make any sense. But that Jesus part? Agreed. Holy. Right. Holy. Okay, Phil. Okay, Phil. If you like that one, you're going to love this one. Mm-hmm. Okay? Here's my uh, last pitch. <clears throat> okay, you know the show Jeopardy? Yeah. Uh, it's a quiz show Alex Trebek hosts. Oh, like SNL. What is... SNL. Yeah. yeah Maybe yeah. this will ring a bell. Yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, da, da. Oh, but uh, you know my uh, my wet nurse used to sing that to me. Yeah, that's beautiful. Anyway, so there's this show Jeopardy, okay? And people will real people will just compete to answer questions, right? So the person who wins the game, who wins Jeopardy, here's here's the twist. All right, it's just like normal Jeopardy, but the person who wins Jeopardy gets to kill a child molester. And I thought the name of it could be called Jepar Die. So that's another movie pitch. Hmm. Yeah. How could you even think up something like that? What are you talking about? Murder a person on camera for a game? What is it? It sounds like something Mr. Stephen King would think of. Uh, all right. Whatever, Michael. What's your brilliant idea? I mean, I feel like I don't even want to say this idea, but it's basically a reality show where... Kind of food show. It's called Sensational Suppers, and basically, it's like Anthony Bourdain's Parts Unknown, except instead of traveling the globe, the show follows me traveling around Toronto, sort of just knocking on different people's doors during the dinner hour, and I just sort of invite myself in and sit down, and see what they're eating that night, and sort of I, I tell them my problems, and then we have a nice chat and. No one, no one murders a child molester in my show. All right. Ooh. It's better than your idea. Admit it. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, that last one was just like creepy. Like no one likes that kind of thing. Mine is creepy. Yeah. I mean, you just go oh. to people's houses at dinner time. That's the. That's well, it's the a surprise. Most it's a surprise you show. You... It's a surprise show. It's a surprise show. They're very popular. Just turn well, on any channel and you see a surprise show, and everyone loves it. I mean, I already got. I already got a reality show in production right now. Uh, you did you notice these cameras? Like these cameras following me around? 
Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we decided not to say anything. I appreciate about it. that. I appreciate that. But uh, it's you got to act like they're not here. Yeah. And uh, I'm a little. Com- I, I have a hard time around them right now because my writer is isn't here to tell me what to say in front of the cameras. But they just want to catch some like downtime, like hanging out with like not my boys. It's called Torontorage. So it's like me and my boys like going around Toronto, oh. clubbing. Like, wow. like, really, just like get you know partying. Like, I got one of the the property brothers is in, is in my Whoa. yeah 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 the like cooler one you know oh, like the yeah. better one the one um, who does the construction stuff with the highlights. No, not the other one. Oh, yeah, the real estate agent. The good yeah, one. The highlights one is like a bit of like I don't know. He's like a snob actually to me. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Brad Lamb. Um, Toronto real estate agent who's in a lot of ads yeah. locally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, anyway, so so I'm out. I'm out on the. Uh, the reality show because uh, I got Toronto Raj. Um, All right. So what you're fair. saying is that uh, thanks, but no thanks to my idea. To that one. Sensational suppers. To that one. S- sensational suppers sucks. It's, it's unsellable. It's garbage. Good move. Uh, James, you you had some. You really think outside the box. You think Hollywood. Hell you think yes. Action. Hell you got yes. the boats. That Jeopardy thing was uh, the most insane thing I've ever heard. I'll take that as a compliment. Sure. Um, mm. But, uh, you know, I, I there's mandates. There's uh, Canadian content mandates that I don't think any of your... Any of your pitches will uh, follow. So, uh, for that reason, I'm out. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm, let me just savor this moment, Phil, uh, as I see the, the defeated look on James's face. And he, he can't even... He wants to put his head in his hands because his wrists are all messed up. He can't even do that. He's just sort of flapping his arms around in despair. I love this. Yo, Michael. Yes. What are you what are you enjoying this guy's this guy's pain for, man? It's nice to see he's the sh- a sociopath, that's why. No, he's not a so- a sociopath doesn't have a singing voice like that. Thank you. Yeah, I th- I think what? Hey, man. You you're a brilliant guy. You know, you don't Thank have you. to worry about you don't have to worry about this guy, you know. That 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 one you told me, Mr. Lucky? Uh Lucky Man. Or we can change the name to Mr. Lucky if Absolutely. you like that Mr. better. Mr. Lucky, Mr. Lucky. I think we'll take it I would you be alright if we change it from being a comedy and turn mm. it into a psychosexual thriller? Um sure, okay. why not? If, okay. Uh I can see those dollar signs already. Uh why not? Yes. Yeah. Listen. Let's make a movie. Mr. Lucky. Are you Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm inspired. I'm making a movie. Uh, I'm inspired. Yeah. It's so good because. Kidding you, me. I don't know if you noticed this. You're talking about like this apartment building that's like a, uh-huh. like a shithole, like totally run down. Uh-huh. It's actually we based could on. We film here. Did yeah. you think about that? It's based on a lot, not totally, but it's based on a lot of my actual life, and and it's an idea I've been turning over okay. for years. We'll take a lot of that stuff out. We'll take a lot of that stuff out. Yeah, baby, I'm you know, making a movie. Uh, you want to film here? You're gonna need permission. Yeah, I'll... and and I'm the one you gotta get permission from, buddy. May I please oh. film here? Well, you can kiss can, our ass. Say, well, let me speak for Phil and wait, when I say you can kiss our ass. Well, let me speak for me when I say no, kiss your own fucking ass. And if you guys want to film here. Guess what? No writer credit for Michael. Guess what? I'm gonna be starring in it. That's the fucking deal. Yeah, no deal. deal. Yeah, it's yes deal. What? Yes. Yeah. No. Oh no. Okay. What do you mean deal? Well, you can you can you taking my name off the project? No, we'll we'll take it to arbitration. We'll take it to arbitration. 
But I mean, look around this place. Like, we have to film here. Like, look at, like, yeah. I, I look around this place, it's like Gummo. You remember that movie Gummo? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, like the twisted. people, the people in this place, we're gonna go around filming these people. We're gonna be making so much fun of them. Like, everyone in the world's gonna be like, yeah. oh, those people they're, are like so unfortunate. They're, they're good people. They're, they're, they're gross. They're weird. They make me feel sick. And we'll just, and they won't even be in on the joke. It'll you're, be so good. I think you're fundamentally misunderstanding the idea I pitched you, and also I'm a, I'm on a bit of an emotional roller coaster right now because a moment ago I was riding high, screaming out "Yeah, baby," and now my name is being taken off the project. You will change it beyond recognition, we'll and see, I feel we'll very see. low. We'll I feel. I feel do you think? Do you think Todd Solon's, you know, made made happiness without cracking a few eggs? You know, you could be the next Todd Solon's. Well, that's very nice of you to say. But it doesn't sort of heal the wound of having my uh, my idea entirely hey, well, you destroyed. You got another executive producer, writer, actor right over here. If he doesn't like the f sound of that movie, I'm pretty good with it. James, so. honestly, I could never work with you. I'm sorry. What? Yes. You're calling me sir, <laughs> like you're like an actor. You're like kissing my butt. Like, I love it's this. So it's so annoying. It's like, another great moment yeah. to see James eat craw. Are you fucking kidding me? I have never had another dude. Who seems like an alpha kind of dude with money ever say that to me? Hey, alpha. There's only one alpha, you know, and you you need to know God when to. And on that note, uh, we're gonna take a little break. When most people think of carpal tunnel syndrome, they think of weirdos or criminals. But the truth is, many of us in the CTS community are actually really cool, attractive, and productive members of society. Some of us are even successful landlords who inherited a large apartment complex from their uncle after their uncle passed away and are beloved by their tenants. When people see my tensor bandages, they think they know how I ended up this way. They spread rumors, and rumors hurt, but they don't know my story, and their gross explanations are simply not true. My name is James Hartnett, and I'm more than just two tensor bandages. I am a human being. For more information on the changing face of carpal tunnel syndrome, be sure to check out coolcts.ca. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. We're here for our final segment with Phil Moorhead. Thanks for being on the show today, Phil. It's been my pleasure, guys. Um, so we uh, we have a game for the final segment here, right, Michael? Oh, yes, we do, James. And uh, this game is called What What's is Your, your favorite, favorite Nicolas Cage, Cage Movie? Nick Cage, right? Yes. Okay. You know, he's, he's related to um, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, he's a Coppola. Hmm. Uh, very interesting. Um, Talented family. Mm -hmm. Family wow. is everything, as far as I'm concerned, you know? Mm. Yeah, in Italy, they say familia, uh, right? Mm -hmm. uh, well, um, shall I go first with my favorite uh, Nicolas Cage movie? Do, please do. Okay, guys, my favorite Nicolas Cage movie, uh, I'm going to go with Con Air. You guys remember that one? No, mm -hmm. you're wrong, no. you're wrong. And... I'm going to say I like that movie because if that had been me, mm -hmm. and I had been, you know, if someone had been messing with my wife, my beautiful wife, at that, you know, at that bar, I would have clocked that guy the exact same way, and I would have killed that dude too. And I probably would have gone to jail too. And you know what? 
And then if I was on that plane with all those other killers, I would have done the exact same thing. Nice. So to me, I watch that movie and I think, what is this? Uh, story of my friggin' life if things had been a bit different? Damn. So that's why I'm picking Connor. <clears throat> I look at you and I could see you doing that. Oh, yeah. Like uppercut? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I oh, hope yeah. that uh, hopefully you wind up in jail one day, James. My favorite Nicolas Cage flick, uh, a little bit different from yours, it is the classic rom-com Moonstruck. Nick Cage, Cher, need I say more? Uh, the way he played his, his, his great character, Ronnie Camareri, uh, I'll never forget it, and I watch it at least once a month. Uh, it's a nice uh, escape from the horrors of our world right now when we don't know if there's going to be a nuclear war or you know environmental collapse. Um, pop in uh, Moonstruck, and then you'll have a nice time. So that's my favorite Nick Cage movie. Respect. Over to you. Over to you, Phil. Well, uh, I had to think about this a little bit, and it was hard because like there's so many classic, good, good Cage oh, movies. Totally. Yes. And I was so close to picking uh, uh, Left Behind. You know, the remake of the book. The, yeah. Uh, about the uh, Rapture, right? That's a that's a such a good one. But I had to go with Lord of War. Because uh, he's like an arms dealer. Oh, I remember that. And yeah, he's that like was good. Selling. And it's, uh, I, I had to, I had to go with that one because it felt, it's just struck. I, I don't like people in that business. I think they're really awful humans. But I, what I was gonna say is, it struck really close to home because uh, that's, um, that's like how my family made all of our money. What? Cool. Yeah. M- Moorhead. Moorhead, yeah, Moorhead's Warheads. We started during. Oh World no! War I. Oh, cool. So your family makes weapons. Weapons, everything. Yeah, like um, yeah, we started World War One. My uh, great grandfather um started uh, uh at right in the distillery district uh uh you know building uh building weapons for the you know the guys across the sea cool. and uh, the guys in, across the sea like both sides. So you mean. Oh, okay, both sides. Yeah, like Smart. you got to make the money. Yeah, yeah, we're capitalists, right? So yeah, me too. So we um, that, I'm not. Yeah, so I mean, and it just blossomed from there. I mean, uh, That's guns, um, uh, rifles, rocket launchers, grenades, wow. but not artillery though. Hopefully, oh, right? bullets, 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 bullets. But not like, not like gas. Oh, mustard gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my grandmother accidentally invented mustard gas. She did? Yeah, yeah. She mixed... Um, Talk about a grandma's recipe you don't want to hand down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She was she was, she was was a pretty nice lady, though, so... How did she accidentally make mustard gas? She mix, mixed um, bleach and uh, ammonia when she was cleaning. Oh. Well, like, she, like... Oh, ma- I hate told, your grandma. She told the... Um, I hate her. She told the maid to do that. And uh, then she came in, and the maid was like violently sick, like on the ground. And Grandma's like, you know, Harold, like look at what happened. And, yeah. and they and my great grandpa went to work, and he was like, hey guys, I got this new invention. So, yeah, I mean, like we, oh. yeah. So I mean, they use that. They use that against our boys. Well, the, you know, we you got to make money. Like that's. Like I, I've seen the world because of my grandpa's business. You know, he's like I, I, I get to go around like you know checking on like the factories. Like, hmm. like I said, like you know I was in like Africa and and Asia and like uh, 
Central America. Like, that's, I, 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 you know, if it wasn't for... You don't have to, to be defensive, man. Like, I think all of our uh, listeners, I think our listeners understand what you're saying, and no one's judging you for that. Like, everyone, yes. everyone, please stop what you're doing and watch the, the miniseries The Night Manager, starring Hugh Laurie and Tom Hiddleston. Hugh Laurie plays a, an arms dealer, and he does not come off looking good. Sounds pretty good. Yeah, and everybody, please stop what you're doing and watch Lord of War with Nicolas Cage because in that movie he's married to a beautiful woman, Bridget Moynihan. I forget her the actress's name, right. but she's beautiful and yeah. he's rich and, and his that's life all is that great. Matters. Yeah, and he did it from selling weapons. Exactly, and we made so much money. We got so much women. You should see all the women that my dad got, that my grandpa got. That they I got, get. they got women. Yeah, yeah, you get women, man. All right, that's why you got to go overseas. I'm sorry. I've, I feel like I'm being defensive, but I'm not. I don't. Yeah, need you're to coming put up out with defensive, this. and you don't need to be. Everybody listening right now anyway, is Michael, on board. Anyway, that's where this money is coming from. That that I'm making your your great movie, Michael. So, and so, I just checked right. on Google, and her name is Bridget Moynihan. Damn, I've got a good recall. Good for you, bro. How did you get your wrists to do that? Oh, I use Siri. Oh, okay. I was wondering why you were whispering into your phone just then. Yeah, I was whispering, uh, well, hey, stop uh, bugging me, uh, you two. <laughs> yeah. well, I, anyway. feel, I feel uh, disgusted. I feel like I've hosted a war criminal, basically, in my apartment and as a guest on the show, and I don't feel good about that. Sorry to everybody listening. But this check that I wrote you for the development deal, like, where do you think this money came from? Ooh, conundrum, Mike. Are you going to take it or not? You are so stupid. You You can shove this up your caboose. You are so stupid. Michael just ripped the check in half. That's literally. That's this guy is a weirdo. He's stupid. Got my principles. But that's that's the most alpha thing I've ever seen in my life. What? Yeah. This guy is the alpha in the room. This guy is in the alpha in the room, and I called it. Uh, It's very nice of you to say. Yeah, but you're the stupidest person I've ever well, met. I'll take what I can get. You could have just taken the money and not even done anything. Just lived a, no- a better life Blood than money, you live. Judas. Oh, my Lord. It's not the way I want to live. Okay. Mm. Well, this has been more an interesting interesting episode. Exactly. More for you. And yep. feel free to call me with some ideas. I could definitely use some of that money. Yeah, we're, we, we're actually expecting a big payment from North Korea pretty soon. So I got, right. I'm going to have some... some some room to move around. Well, so. Unbelievable. You have my number. Yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it, man. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, my so, number is... Uh, so, sorry. You gave me a high five there. All right. Um, okay, well, that's it for the episode. We want to thank... I, I really want to thank Phil Moorhead for coming in. You were great. This was awesome. What's up? <laughs> oh, my God. It's been interesting. Uh, Michael, whatever. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>